Oh, sinners and choosers. Welcome to Choose Your Own Religion. My name is Joe. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. If this is your first time listening, this is the show where me and a guest, usually a comedian, because I'm a comedian, and we talk about, yeah, whatever we think about spirituality, what we grew up with. What are our war stories from growing up with religion? Uh, Do we believe or buy any of it now? What does it mean to us? And then at the end, we make up a brand new religion by the guest's design. And this week, it's a really fun conversation with Winston Carter, an improviser I've come to admire and really like watching perform. And uh, But you want to find out more of his stuff. He's one of the writers and actors in a movie called Spaghetti Man, which is on iTunes. You can check that out. And also, he's in this band that I haven't seen yet, but I've only watched their music video called Drac and the Swamp Rats. It's a concept band where they are all dressed up as monsters and uh, play music as monsters. And I can't wait to see them in L.A. sometime. It's going to happen. Their music video is awesome. I've got links to all that stuff in the notes. Fun episode. You should check that out. If you like this episode, chooseyourownreligion.com. I'm also starting to blog on there about... uh, I'm going to a new place each week, a new religious place each week, um, just to sample and do my own sort of uh, vain journalism of, uh, of uh, what my spiritual experience is at each of these places. It's called This Week in Spiritual Narcissism because that's what it often feels like. But if you want to see those, you can go to chooseyourownreligion.com. I'm also posting them on the Facebook page, and uh, you can find those there. Let me know what you think of those. Let me know what you think of this episode. Email me, joe at joequint.net. Leave a rating and a review on iTunes, Stitcher. God, the, the, the amount of business I have to cover the top of these is, is unsettling, but... Uh, Anyway, that's it for the business. If you like this, you'll find more of the stuff on the internet because that's how you found it in the first place and that's how you're listening to it now. Unless you got uh, snookered in and you're just a helpless victim sitting in your car and you had no choice but to listen to me right now. For you, this is not directed towards you. For everyone else, you know where to find me. I love you guys. Please welcome into your damn hearts, Winston Carter. Allow the soothing music and uplifting affirmations to center your heart and mind in an awareness of God's love. Wake up, my dear sinners. Wake up from your deep rest. Won't you say your prayers? Know that you are blessed. I love you, oh, but Jesus loves you the best, and I hope that you choose your own religion. Do you put this together for, is this always up, or do you like? This is definitely not always up. Okay. So these are two bookshelves. Yeah. These move back. The These stay on the bookshelves. Okay. So these just move back. This folds up and becomes my kitchen table, a smaller nice. kitchen table. Goes back in there, and uh, but like now I have like a little ritual of like the putting together thing for the pocket. Like so it helps like get ready, yeah, giving in the right space. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I would. I, I don't think I could keep this up all the time. <laughs> yeah, this, it would just make moving around. It's not a huge space. It would make moving around it significantly. Yeah, harder. Um, but yeah, cool. Thanks for coming on. I don't, yeah. I don't do. I mean, you've listened to the show, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't do intros. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we're here. We're yeah. in it. Um, Sweet. Welcome. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you do the entire podcast. All I'm just let so, yeah, you tell talk. me what you think about. Uh, this is this is all about your your favorite meal, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really love uh, eggs over easy. 
Ooh, with ooh. some hash browns. Oh, so you're like like best breakfast is a solid. That's a good choice. I have breakfast. I had breakfast for lunch today. Really? I did. Yeah. Dude, what's the meat? Do you have a meat with it, or are eggs. you treating the eggs, eggs are the, the meat? meat? Yeah. See, that's a thing uh, I'm really into lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I feel like I always think of eggs as like this side. I'm like, no, eggs can be the protein of your meal. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you don't need pork or beef in there all the damn time. In fact, I get bothered at restaurants with their constantly throwing two eggs at me like two eggs is not enough if if you're not having like like uh, some sausage then absolutely you that's need, exactly what i'm saying three or four eggs need to really be full a four yeah three i've <laughs> i've dialed it down to three just because i was i was going for like five eggs for a while oh, five six so bad eggs. for you though are they i they're, don't even know i think an egg has a day's worth of cholesterol in it oh uh, yeah well we but can, otherwise but isn't it a good cholesterol i don't know i don't know enough I mean, nutrition other than that it's like all protein and shit Right, but it's, if you just if you lost the yolk, it's super good for you. I but didn't the yolk lose the yolk. Is the Kept best the part. yolk. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The yolk was definitely. Yeah. In no there. one's dipping their toast in in runny whites. That's yeah. not a thing people do. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> so so tell me. So you okay? I don't know anything about your background. Okay. Cool. This is what I know about you and your religion. Sweet. Is that you listen to my podcast? Yep. And for some reason you were you're were compelled to listen to it. That's yeah. A, that's all I know. Okay. Um, cool. So uh, what what what? Sweet. What uh, what was young Winston up to? Religiously? Yeah. Um, so I was uh, born a Catholic uh-huh. uh, and raised in the Catholic church. I went to Catholic school from third to senior year. Like, well, graduated uh-huh. high school. Um, I'm confirmed and baptized. Official. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a warrior for Christ is how my mom <laughs> liked to say it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's like my background is mainly uh, like, but I've also, I've done... Like when I was ten, we went on family trip to Lourdes. So I've like seen holy sites. Wait, so where? Uh, Lourdes, which is like, um, it's in France. Uh-huh. It's where uh, the ver. I think the the this young. I think what the hell was her name? She basically got water to come out of a rock, and now water still comes out of this place. Oh, And it's really? like holy water. Not like, Joan of Arc. No, no, no. Uh, it's much more recent. It's like I she's think more fire in, than water in the 1900s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and it's a big holy site, and like uh. Huh. Like, so the water comes out of this, like, she basically, like, they were all very poor, and she basically found a spring, uh-huh. but it, she, like, prayed to find the spring, and then was told where the spring was, and the water comes out, and I will say, I've had some of this water, uh, it does make, it's, like, great water, like, like, you know, if you have really <laughs> good, good water, water you yeah. feel really good, uh-huh. it, it's that. Even if you're the biggest skeptic of anything, yeah. of, like, any kind of water, I'm like, because I, I hate bottled water, Yeah, I think it's, like, so always a waste of money, mm-hmm. but then every now and then you get nice, really well filtered water. And you're like, ooh, like, oh, ooh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to be All putting right. in me. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's this. It's really, it's in the like the. It's like at the base of the Pyrenees Mountains, uh-huh. and it's this weird like uh, Lourdes, my mom Lords like Lourdes. connection L- to Lords or uh, no spelled the same plus an S actually L O U R D E S okay plus a U uh, in the middle like Lords is there no oh there's no U in yeah the Lord yeah yeah so it's a Lords yeah uh, no connection probably probably not yeah. um so yeah and I've like uh, been to Mass and uh, the Notre Dame and that kind of stuff and uh-huh. uh, wait how's so, Notre Dame uh, it's cool I mean it's big when you think about like when you're there and you're like, oh, they made this like before cranes existed. Yeah. Like, wow. That's pretty, cause it's really big. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> it's cool. It's whatever, man. It's a building. Like it's a very cool building, but it's not like, not like, oh, wow, I've transcended, uh, yeah. this plane. No, it's like too, it's like too damn commercial and stuff. Especially now I'd imagine. Yeah. Like there was like, 
it's just like too you know it's just too much once victor um, hugo got his hands on it <laughs> it was all over from there um well cool so you're you're a warrior for christ a young yeah one, i was a I'm young not warrior more really uh, yeah i'm a st- strongly lapsed catholic okay probably more of an agnostic now okay yeah. and then strongly lapsed catholic does that mean you still like are you showing up for like christmas mass with family nah, or anything like, like we that have, we no. have, unless i was with family that did it mm-hmm. and i don't i don't think i have any family who really goes anymore um uh yeah, I think maybe the last time I went to Mass was at least six. No, it has to be more than, like, probably eight years ago. Wow. So, yeah. Do you remember uh, the last one you went to? I don't. It was probably at school. There was a period of time where I was, like, really thinking about getting back into the church when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, nah, nah, I'm not feeling pulled at this at all. Yeah. And I think, like, oh, I was with my mom one time, and she, I think maybe I went to Mass with her, and she got communion, and I didn't. Uh-huh. And she was like... Not upset, but definitely like, what what's going on? I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the questions started like, huh? Yeah, I don't need this. I mean, especially with Catholicism, such a scripted thing. You're like, the slightest yeah. blip on that is gonna be like, huh? What? Yeah, but it's also my mom's like very Catholic, but also like, you know, if I change religion, she isn't like, she wants me to be a good person first and foremost. So right. I think I think she saw Catholicism as a really good framework. Yeah, yeah. And then once you get out of that framework, you can do whatever the hell you want. Uh huh. So. Yeah. <laughs> and what's uh do you know do you remember so you said back when college or was when you were thinking about going back in yeah right what when did you originally sort of dip out high school uh, i mean like yeah, at the same time like uh everyone does like end of high you go to college and then you like, never ever go to church ever again because yeah, you don't have to and even before that we were already like you know uh big holy day like Oh, I, I'll get the ashes on my forehead, but I could also do that at school. So it was like, like <laughs> yeah. all that was really easy. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just like, maybe like we'd go on Christmas probably. And then we'd go on Easter. Mm-hmm. So we were never like that rigorous holiday Catholics. Yeah. Until yeah. like, I think up until third grade, maybe we mm-hmm. were pretty, pretty consistent. And then our parish got shut down. And then that was like, whoa, then it started moving like, oh, can we go to another pair? And like. That's such a huge thing because, like, it's that they literally destroy a community. Yeah. Wait, so, um, yeah. Wait, what's, uh, where are you from again? I'm from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. And why did your parish shut down? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming they just didn't have money in the budget to have that church. Wow. It was like a very weird. So we had, uh, there were, I think, like maybe 12 uh, Lutheran priests uh-huh. who were married who were allowed to become Catholics. Hmm. And one of those priests was my priest. So it was so you have a married Catholic priest. So yeah, they was Lutherans who had married Catholic women because in Lutheran you can get married and right. still be a priest. So they had married Catholic women, and those religions are so close, and the church needed priests so bad at one point. Wow. They were like, oh, well, okay, if you're married to a Catholic woman already, then we'll allow you to become Catholic, and you can be a married Catholic priest. Wow. So I had one of those, and he was actually the dad of my two best friends. So it <laughs> wow. was. So I've seen like, and I loved it because he was like this like old kind of would smoke cigars, but like. Like kind of burly man, like yeah, he looked like an old timey yeah. boxer, uh-huh. <laughs> and like would like build a deck and like all this stuff. And I was like, that's my like. So my vision of priest has always been much more of like a dude, yeah, and less of this a like, family man. Yeah, like a family man, but also like you know, like I think he probably punched someone if like they were like doing him wrong. <laughs> you know, like maybe, uh, yeah, that's yeah. got to be like the point one percent of Catholic priests. Yeah, I had a totally. I realize now, a totally different experience with right. it than anyone else. <laughs> right? Because who grows up with like, oh, my friend Zach and Josh's dad is also my priest. Like that's. And we're Catholic. Like, it's a it's weird crazy. thing. How is he uh, behind the pulpit? 
Do you remember? Uh, I remember him being good. Uh, I know he was really like, <laughs> to talk about building houses all the time. <laughs> yeah, using, yeah, using yeah. construction all, metaphors. Yeah, everything's yeah. all that metaphor. <laughs> uh, no, he was a really good priest. Um, I know he was really good. Like my mom and my dad got divorced in, when I was ten, and I remember him being like, you know, obviously to her in front of other people, he'd be like, "Well, you know, it's obviously not good," but like in person, was like yeah, this is good for you guys. Like yeah. was very, very like real human about it, which I always thought was like, man, like I, we need more of this. Shit. Right. Like, well, I forgot that Catholics are anti-divorce. Like anti very strongly everything divorced. except <laughs> this new Pope we got is like great. He's like, like pretty chill with everything. Yeah. He's pretty good. I think he does. He doesn't want female priests, which I'm like, that's a stupid, but yeah, everything else he's like, yeah, don't be an idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course the big bang's real. Like we're not evolution's real guys. It doesn't default. It doesn't default anything. Yeah. The Bible's not literal. That's the upside of Catholicism was we're very big on like, the Bible not being literal. Really? So yeah, we I have, would have thought of the, the opposite. No, we have the reason. catechism, uh-huh. which is like, that's like the rules of, and I'm probably getting this wrong cause I'm pretty lapsed, <laughs> but, uh, the catechism as I've always understood is like, that's kind of the rules. Okay. The Bible's like a book that has a lot of great things. And there's some great stuff about Jesus in there. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's also like, you know, it's fables. Like it's right. really, yeah. some, this shit didn't really like, okay, maybe there was a flood. It wasn't the world. <laughs> it might've been like a, like it was like if your state got flooded, you'd be like the world's being flooded. Right. So, right. Yeah. Cause you, you don't have the perspective or the context. Yeah, they don't have satellites. Right. They don't know. <laughs> they like the most as you can see is the top of a tall tree. Right. So you might think the world got flooded and then a dove lands on it. You're like, Oh wow. Like, that's, oh, that's a sign. Wow. Yeah. The, so. the dove was just, you know, flying from Arizona yeah. to North Carolina. Yeah. You had to stop in Oklahoma. Yeah. And yeah. you're just like, Oh, Hey, and people are like, there's land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, interesting. Do you think that when your, your family splitting was like a big driver for you not going to church when people are like, Oh, church is like a very family thing. It's what we as a family do. This is where we want, we meet other families. I think maybe, uh, I know that it definitely, there was, it was a lot of things happening at once. Like my brother went to college, my dad left, and then it was like me and my mom. And I think we even still went for a little bit there. But then it was really the parish closing. Like that was really the. Yeah. Yep. Like because then it's not even like like, OK, we stripped all these other parts of your routine and now you can't even go the same place. And it's like, all right, well, so and I know we did go. We went to one other church consistently and I can't remember the name of it, but it was like where that priest went. Mm-hmm. And then that. Yeah, I guess we went there for maybe a year after that. And then it was just like. It got to a point where I did not want to go anymore. Mm-hmm. So then it was just like, okay, well, we're going to go less, and now we'll just go on you know, holidays and stuff. Yeah. And, and then what piqued your curiosity back in college to just sort of um, stick your head in? I had a good friend, this guy named Mark Onisorge, who uh, his family is very Catholic. Uh-huh. And uh, he was just talking to me a lot about it. And I was like, this dude's like a good dude. And I'm like not against religion by any means. Uh, I just, you know, I was doing college stuff. I was like getting drunk and yeah, I didn't go. I mean, I went even in college when I was still, I was, that was the middle of my transition. My freshman year, even when I was the still hardcore presby, I was going to like Presbyterian campus ministry stuff. Mm. I wasn't, that was my Thursday night. So I was like, I'm not showing up Thursday and Sunday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like too much. No man. I, that's half the reason I wanted to leave high school. So I don't have to wake up on Sundays anymore. Yeah. See, yeah, I'm on the very much the same way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I had a good friend, and he was like, oh, you should come check it out. And I went, and I was like, okay, enjoy this. And I know I did adoration, which is when they pull out, like, the Eucharist that's the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. 
and then you just sit in a room with it for like an hour. <laughs> it's very weird. It's yeah, kind of yeah. cool because it's meditative. Like it was a whole different aspect. And then there was a girl that I uh, kind of, I guess, like half dated at the time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Playa. Yeah, yeah. No, she. It was. Yeah, it's not a playa. It's just. Like, <laughs> it's but talking to her and she's very very Catholic, uh, to this day and talking to her about it and like. I was like, oh, okay, well, these are like two people who I respect and like think are smart. Mm-hmm. I should give this thing another shot. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was like, no, I'm. I just don't. Doesn't. Yeah. I, ju- I just. I think they're all. They're all saying this thing's true. But to quote John Mayer, something's missing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was listening a lot to John Mayer. Um, yeah. Interesting. And yeah. What? Uh, and I'm curious because you. Okay. So you improv is like your main medium. Would you say? Yeah, I do improv, and then I also do like video sketch, and uh-huh. we made a movie this sh- last year. Oh yeah, it's, the timeline's hard because you make it and then you wait a year and then people see it. Uh, yeah, so I do a lot of that kind of stuff. I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just video thinking, stuff. I was just thinking specifically with improv because Catholicism is one of the, from what I know about it, from going to which is going to one mass and mm-hmm. then talking to people about it. It's like the least improvised form of like religion. Like literally, yeah. every mass is scripted every day of the week. Mm-hmm. You can just pull open the book and be like oh this is exactly what we're doing today yeah yeah except except for the eulogy or uh, not the eulogy <laughs> what is the, what <laughs> the, is the, the sermon the sermon is still different and right, there's yeah. guys who are good at it and dudes who are bad at it right uh it's hard to know when you're killing a sermon or not i think i think it's just if like i would imagine if the eyes are on you because th- when it's bad it's so bad right like my granny and grandpa have a priest who's a lovely priest but he's English is obviously very much his second language uh-huh. <laughs> and it is just grueling mm. to sit. And it's not that he's like, his ideas are fine, yeah. but he can't properly express what he's trying to say. <sighs> yeah. Cause if the ideas are right, like I'll watch a passionate person talk. That sounds great. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but some are, uh, some are terrible, but over, yeah, but overall, overall it's very, it's scripted, very yeah. scripted. And so is, I mean, not that it's like I'm not trying to say you know, improv was like a rebellion against that. I don't think that's was necessarily no, the case. No, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, what do you, what is it about improv then that you that you enjoy so much? And because you, you see, what I'm saying like there's something about like what I love about doing improv is mm. that like constantly creation in the moment, you yeah, know, not relying on anything that came before. Whereas, I mean, I get the tradition and the ritual and the the habits that uh, a good religious practice can form and the, the comfort sort of there. Mm. Um, I mean, is that where? Wh- when did you when did you get into improv? I got into improv in high school. For two years, I was on a short form group in high school, and then one year, my last year of my fifth year, because I stayed for an extra year because college is fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I stayed for fifth year. In the fifth year of college, I did short form again, uh-huh. and then. A year, a year after that, then I moved out here, and then probably six months out here, I started getting into it. Into long form. Yeah, into long form. Yeah. So no, um, no, no real connection there, really. No, no, no real connection. I, I even kind of ritualize my improv a little bit. Yeah. Like I have a, I very much view improv as, like, uh, uh, no, it'll just be insulting to some people. Uh, <laughs> I hate the like. Oh, we'll throw a team together and we'll go play, and I'll play those shows. Yeah. But uh, like this is an art form, and if we want to do an art form, then we need to respect it like an art form. Mm-hmm. And I think that means like have a warm up, even. And I've gotten to a point where guess what? I'm not going to be able to get the team to show up and actually do a 
okay, this is the mode we get our brains in to go do this thing. Yeah, yeah. So I will personally like usually get up like and stretch uh-huh. alone. I'll usually run rap lyrics through my head. Yeah. Uh, just because I think it's like uh, like I'm like getting a format of like inventive thinking and like uh, it's kind of like typing someone else's book when you're trying to write. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. And then, uh, but like, yeah, I have like uh, I have to like like I I, can't, I hate just like oh I'm sitting down and then now I'm going performing like that feels. Like actors don't do that. Well, most don't. Um, basketball players don't like just like they don't like get out of the car and go onto the court. <laughs> right. And so the right. idea that we're going to be able to do like what I would hope would be like really great, really, really good comedy. Yeah. Just like cold is insane to me. Yeah. That makes sense. I actually, yeah. you know, and I, I, uh, I, for my stand up, actually, just very recently, I'd say in the past even couple weeks I've been starting to think about I never had like a pre stand up ritual or anything like that mm. for a long time. I mean I'd have things that sort of like I mean I would prepare and like work on my set list like at a certain point, but I never had like a specific thing and I'm finding a lot of comfort and a lot of grounding and a lot of getting myself in the right headspace and versus leaving it up to the whims of whatever yeah. whatever stuck because I mean with stand up it's like it's somebody could come right before me on a show and just have a completely different energy than I want or need or like mess up the room right into it. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, you know, for me, it's more about like keeping the, and for me, it's about like reminding myself of the principles of what, uh, I'm there for. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds, and I'm not going to, I don't, I don't really want to say them because it's kind of dorky. No, but, I mean, like, if you want to do it, if you don't, don't. I like, okay, I like, <laughs> I squeeze, I alternate squeezing my hands. Okay. okay. When my when I squeeze my hand, I do a big in breath. Mm-hmm. And then actually, I got these principles from somebody from an improv teacher talking about improv. But I think the exact same principles for that relate to stand up, which that is makes sense. the four the four main ones are confidence, connection, emotion, and physicality. That's great. Yeah. I want to say Armando maybe said that. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, I love just thinking about those and, and not thinking about my set list or not thinking about mm. specifics of what I'm going to do. Um, so wait, just making sure you have that stuff locked. Right. And what? And so you you say you like stretch and stuff. Or... Yeah, I stretch. I like to uh, – I'm not like the most physical performer, uh-huh. but I, I, I hate – like watching two people just standing on stage. You don't even know where they are. And like, Oh yeah. You know, you're just like, all right guys, like you're not going to talk each other. Like, <laughs> why? Right. okay, then sit down. Like, don't, don't do this. So I'm like to feel like, and that's like a big, like Chad Damiani, like does a lot of like feeling your body kind of like from clown stuff. Yeah. 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 And then rap lyrics. And like, uh, ideally I do like to like, I'm on a three man team and the three man team were so tight that I could like, just in the talking beforehand with them, mm-hmm. I can know, okay, this is where you're at. This is like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. but, uh, I like to do warmups, but I just, it doesn't always happen. But well, I, I would say, I haven't even thought about it, but like you, I think you're a very animated performer. Like, and it's in a, it's just like in a subtle way, kind of <laughs> like both. I've noticed this, but we, <laughs> we, rare. we played on one of those like bullshit mashup teams together mm-hmm. one time. And then I've also watched you in a bunch of other times. And there's like this, like this aggressive sort of like, forwardness to like your style but oh, it's yeah, really yeah. like engaging because you're like oh shit this guy is like coming to like say something you know it feels like you have your characters always have like a point of view yeah i really i i uh, like <laughs> in practice like two weeks not two weeks it was like two months ago someone was going to tag out and i literally <laughs> ran past them to tag out before them <laughs> and i was like that's a bad habit but uh, i have very much of that like like i really do think the second you think the funny thing 
And if it's on game and I feel like I'm doing it long enough to like be like, oh, my ideas aren't going to be just complete non sequiturs. Right. Uh, <laughs> that you should just get it out there because like you trying to I'm, I see it as like we're running on a train track uh-huh. and there's a freight train, which is the audience coming behind you. And you're just trying to keep yourself ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's like why, you know, when you'll see a great scene and then it just it like dissolves into not funny. And you're like, oh, we caught up is all that happened. Like, we <laughs> caught up, and they have not been pushing further. Mm. So um, interesting. Yeah. And yeah. For, for me and like stand up a lot of times I have to. Yeah. The moment I think if I'm on stage and I'm like wanting if I'm just riffing something or I notice something, I just have to like say it as soon mm-hmm. as I think of it kind of similarly or like it's something about calling out what everybody is simultaneously noticing at the same time. Yeah. So that's a that's one type of joke <laughs> that's so or like humor that can be so. It's so rewarding. And that's yeah. what I think. Uh, that's I've, I've had this thing lately and I've really been trying to like, it's, it's helped me think about like a lot of the comedy stuff is it's like, okay, why is this, this like, so improv, like, uh, you know, they, a lot of times they'll say, don't, you know, if you're, if say someone falls in the crowd and you're like, Oh, don't call it out. And I'm like, that's no, like, okay. If you're in a UCB audition, probably don't do that. <laughs> right. But if you're in an audience, like, that's the point. We're all here. Yeah. This is, no one's ever going to be able to talk about how funny this was. Uh-huh. Like, you're explaining it to someone who wasn't there. They will, unless they're another improviser, will just, like, be like, okay, that sounds kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay, that's live. So, when the things live happen, that's the opportunity to, like, why can we separate this? And stand-up, I think, like, obviously stand-up can be more formulated beforehand, but those beautiful moments are like that, like the riffing stuff is really kind of like reminding the audience that we're all here in this moment together. Absolutely. Why aren't you just watching a video of me doing stand up? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But if I see videos like like video sketches that I see that I'm like, oh, this could be live. I'm like, oh, then you're not using the vid. Like, what can you do that with the video that makes this why it needs to be on video? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard Anthony King talk about that with like he likes when mediums do what only that medium yeah. can do. Um, and I, with stand up, there's a n- number of things you can do in that. And one of them is like audience interaction, mm. like a direct sort of like conversational or like, on, you don't have to like, there's, I mean, I don't know. It, it depends on everybody's style, but I do love like, and the worst thing is when, I mean, honestly, my worst sets are always when I'm the least connected and I'm trying to just remember the jokes or just remember how they go. I'm just, I'm cause then there's like a, there's a distance between me and the room and then I'm, I'm not present mm. and where it's so much better when it's like, I mean, God, I sound so fucking pretentious sometimes talking about it, but like when your setups feel slightly improvised or like they're like jazz sort of, yeah, it's yeah. like you're, you know, the melody you're about to get to and like maybe the punchline or the specific thing, that's always going to stay the same. Cause you, that's the m- melody you've worked out, but, but how you get there, the arriving like, part mm-hmm. is going to make it so much more organic feeling and natural yeah. and different for each room. I know there's like a lot of, I know, um, I think TJ Miller's really into that. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he he's super into like all the time, riffing, yeah. but then all like, the ideal set might be the same jokes, but they're in different places because the riffing kind of led you into this thing naturally. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that'll go up earlier, I guess. And then I'll <laughs> figure out a way to make the end funnier over yeah. the next, I guess he gets like an hour or something. But uh, but yeah, I think that's like, it just means, I think it's it means a lot more to the audience, I think, mm-hmm. because you're not, you know, you're not just some auton- automaton like walking. And don't get me wrong, so there's some guys who are like that who are killer. Yeah. They were so funny, and you're just like, that's unbelievable. Right, right. But I do improv because I want to do the, I only want to do the riffing part, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, um, with improv, have you ever had sets where, I mean, not, not 
I only say that like that you would maybe call like a spiritual thing only in the sense of like completely losing like your head, like not being conscious. You're just doing things. Just everything is flowing from you like, yeah. totally in the zone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple of those. Um, I've had like uh, it's always I feel like it's like, oh, those sets you remember. And like there's like I did a mono scene with like my first team and I'm still to this day. I'm like, that was like really incredible. Like really <laughs> Just like, I think maybe the best thing I've done. Uh, uh-huh. And I've done some stuff here and there. And I'm like, yeah, that was just like very cool. And like, you know, because it's all about rocking on a tightrope and like other people trying to help you keep up on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've definitely had those moments where I'm just like, like a lot of times I don't remember sets immediately. I'm very much like the person who like walks off stage and is like, I don't. Oh, me too. I, and I'm always yeah. nervous. I said something horribly. Because <laughs> yeah. in the moment, I'll do like the crazy, awful thing if that's what's supposed to happen. And right. I'm not super afraid from like upsetting someone. Yeah, yeah. But I also, the second I get off, I'm like, now I'm me again. And I need to like <laughs> make sure I didn't like hurt anyone's feelings. Right. Uh, yeah. There's a, yeah, it's aftercare a little. <laughs> you have to like tend to. Uh... Yeah. And there's also a weird thing because of the, the disconnect of like, because we're not coming out, like even like. Like UCB shows, like when you're on the main stage, like you can like, you come up from behind the thing, you go back behind the thing, you're not in the audience immediately. Right. There's like that breakup where like, oh, they are performers right now. Maybe the thing he said, it's not really who he is, but at an indie show when I'm sitting next to someone and then I jump on stage and then I'm back to sitting. Right. Like, <laughs> right. it's very easy to be like, oh, does he like, does he like really think? Yeah. Like uh, the only thing I'm really actively is I try not to bring scenes that involve rape in any way. Right. right. And that's because it's such a, and don't get me wrong. I think you can be funny about that topic. I just think the way to do it the right way is such a hard tightrope to walk. Yep. And your chances of then also alienating someone who maybe you all did get somewhere really interesting, but they heard the word and then they went, had to start reliving an awful experience is like exactly yeah the and risk reward is just too it's too it's low too and it's just like i mean yeah it's just like okay you don't really need to but i've done scenes about like the holocaust and like yeah yeah like i've done scenes about being a slave like and i'm just like yeah whatever uh and i'm lucky because i'm biracial so i get to say things other people can't <laughs> say sometimes uh-huh so that's kind of nice um and then and then conversely have you ever had something in church that was na- not to the level, not maybe to the thing of like offensive, <clears throat> potentially offensive things, but like, have you ever had a, a church moment where you sort of like forgot who or where you were? Or you felt like a sort of a connection beyond yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, I had a really, I had a, okay, I did have a really impactful church moment. I, I find it's mo- mainly if I'm like alone in a church or it's not like a church is open, but there's not a lot of people in there. Um, oh, like the class, like ever, like a it's a classic movie scene. It's like showing yeah, up to the empty in, church, and there's no one in there, and I I fall to my knees in the middle of the aisle, <laughs> right? Yeah, or, uh, or you sit on the front pew, and then an old man comes, comes and just like, like talks to you. Hey, Kevin, how are you? So I just watched Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I did. So we went. Uh, I was in Ireland two years ago, and we were walking around Limerick, which is like this awesome little city that's uh-huh. just delightful. And uh, you can full like, of wordplay. Yeah, it's just the nicest. Yeah, it's the greatest. <laughs> uh, but it's really cool, and it's kind of uh, it's like off, not off the beaten path. It's one of the bigger cities, I think, but still only has like maybe one hundred fifty thousand people or something. It's pretty small. Oh wow, yeah. Um, but we're walking around the city center, and we were walking around with uh, my buddy Seth, and then his 
brother-in-law and his wife and they were showing because they're from ireland they were showing us around and we happened into like this cathedral in limerick and i was just like there and it was just i lit a i lit a little prayer light for my mom and i did say some words i didn't like pray but i definitely like had some thoughts Mm -hmm. uh in her direction Mm -hmm. uh but then we were just there and i was like like okay like there are moments i get it and but it's weirdly i think church is all about community but the time i feel most into it is when there's no one else there uh <laughs> yeah but that was a pretty good like one of the i like a good cold church i like a church to be cold <laughs> uh that was a pretty good one i'm trying to think yeah i'd say that's like the most memorable one right now what do you think it is about cold churches like uh there's something about like, like this big cavernous space yeah and really like i'm talking like big cathedrals you know mm-hmm. and they're like like it's this big giant like Sometimes gaudy place. Yeah. But there's something cool about like, I'm like, oh, it's not like, like this actually is maybe the opposite of trying to be warm. Or it might be that, oh, this is warm when there's all the people who are supposed to be here, but there's not. So now it's this very like, it kind of takes it out of what it's supposed to be and makes it like more personal. I don't know. Mm, I see. And there's something to it. And plus the, uh, yeah. And as you said, that's so interesting. The, uh, because uh, yeah, every, most everybody who comes on this podcast talks about community aspect, and I agree. That's one of the one of the best parts about church, or regular church attendance, is feeling like you have a, a spiritual community, mm. a community of people who are like on some kind of same path or shared even... ideals. But then, yeah, those my most my biggest some of my biggest spiritual moments are. I mean, I've had some in big crowds. Don't get me wrong, mm. but then some of my, my mine have been on a mountain somewhere, like yeah. hiking by myself, and just feeling that real connection to something mm. something yeah sen- it's easier to get that sense that there's it's greater than me sometimes when it's you know just me when, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh 100 i think uh yeah i remember my buddy uh, john renault i haven't sna- i'm name dropping all kinds of people that no one's gonna know yeah uh but my buddy said this thing once in high school and he ended up going to catholic university uh in dc and like uh like i don't i guess he, i bet he still goes to church um, but he was like, if you look around at like the mass, it it's pretty, you can like look and see how it was supposed to be dudes sitting around a fire, having dinner together and talking about like staring at the stars and thinking about bigger things. And <laughs> yeah. when I think about it like that, I'm like, Oh, that would be great. Like, why don't we just do that? Mm-hmm. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not big on the, like, let's bring a guitar into church. Like I, I don't like that. Interesting. Um, how come? <clears throat> Because it seems, uh, it seems really, uh, insincere is maybe the word. Yeah. Cause it really does seem like it's someone who's like, you kids like this thing, right? <laughs> right. Instead of just being like, Hey, I'm a person uh-huh. and I'm a real human. And this is like what my life has been like. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's gotten me here and I'd be down to talk about it. Yeah. Cause it feels like, and it's it just, you know, it just seems like. Like, hey, guys, we're going to play some rock music for you. I'm like, okay, no. Like, you know it would be more religious? Take me to a punk show. Like, that would be right, – I'd probably right. be more likely to find something meaningful there mm-hmm. than in this room that wasn't made for this music. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you're playing it. and But then, some, like, this other person who doesn't have anything to do with me is going to start talking mm-hmm. and telling me how to live my life. Like, and no, it's, man. And it's always got to be in, like, a pop song format with, like, yeah. the guitar. Yeah, I don't yeah. need a fucking chorus about the Lord. Like, I, I he's bigger than – like. <laughs> just play a play a damn like opera or something that would be like more appropriate yeah um so yeah it's interesting yeah no i 
I dig that. I, I, I can go either way. To me, it depends on the execution of it. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've had some, like, some guitar stuff I've, I've, I've heard people do. And it's, like, very, seems very personal in that way. But that, like, it's personal and therefore becomes, like, universal. You mm-hmm. know, that, that type of thing. Or it's, like, maybe it's, like, a solo singer-songwriter where it's very, like, instrumental. Like, yeah. it's an instrumental piece. And then it's, like, it's, I don't know, it's his own thing. But, yeah, I, there's a... There's a certain point where even as a middle school or high school or like the the modern the modern songs don't always do it for me in the same but at the same time I don't like you know traditional hymns don't always do it for me. Yeah, either. I don't think I think it's all like I'm I'm a big believer in the idea that like God's kind of all the other people around you. Yeah. And I'm like so if you're supposed to like be like like you know if the reason why you're playing drums in church cuz I I play music <clears throat> and I'm like the reason I'm playing drums in church is to like use this talent to show off the Lord uh-huh. isn't then shouldn't I just be playing a concert and showing it to every, why the hell am I coming to this like specific group of people <laughs> who are already convicted enough to come on a Sunday? Like, yeah, like I'm like, that's not the, that's those people are good. They don't need this anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It just seems very like, I don't know. I just, yeah. Wait, do, so do you get that? Like when you play music, wait, wait what do you play? I play drums and guitar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and bass, because if you play guitar and drums, you end up playing bass. Right, because it's easy. Yeah. It's easy enough. Yeah. I, and uh, I I learned bass when I was like fourteen, just because I figured that was the most needed. Yeah, like that's the a most good, in it's demand. A good filler. You will get on a band. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But then I got on a band for like all of like three weeks with like just some real ragamuffins. Oh yeah. And uh, we never we practiced. I think one time. And then it was like just that was just that was falls it. apart. Yeah. yeah, never, uh, never. I can't even remember our name. I don't think. Do you ever have a name? I can't even remember my band name. You're member. listening. Call in. With yeah, I think one this is guy, live, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally live. I think one guy's name was Steven or something. These were like you remember the names of the people. No, because it was like <laughs> skater kids, but like yeah. they, I wasn't. They weren't really my crew, but I kind of wanted to be in their crew because they were the kids that wanted to start a band, like a punk hey, man, band. There's nothing wrong with that. But then we never really hung out outside of that. That's I've had more than one band that's like that. I had a band I was in for f- three or four years in college, uh-huh. and I mean I'm trying to think. I hung out with like one or two of them really outside of the band, but for the most part we were friends in the band, and I like those guys. I really love them. Yeah, and I still kind of stay in contact, but I'm like it's it's a very weird specific <laughs> kind of friendship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas the actually the band I'm in now is much more like these are people I hang out with outside of this anyway. It's yeah. better, but. It's all it's all good. Would you would you jam, just pure jam a lot? Would you ever do just do like improvisational jamming, just pl- yeah, fucking around? Because yeah, that's I'm what in- I was always so jealous of. Like, oh, really? as a, uh, I always wanted to get to that level of good and never put in the time. I mean, I have a guitar. I, I when I started doing comedy, I also started playing guitar because I had nice. all this free time at the at the. I, my girlfriend was studying abroad, so I had all this like extra mm. spare time. I started playing both, like playing both, and trying to do stand up. And I was like, "Well, I gotta choose one or the other to become like decent at. Like, I can't do both. I can't put in the requisite time to become <coughs> decent at both of these things. At least okay. at that, at that point, fair. I could. You could probably. I'm. I know there are people who do both, but this is yeah. my mindset when I was 22. Anyway, no, that's. I think that's. I honestly do think that's fair. Like, yeah. I think like I got into playing guitar at like 11. Mm-hmm. And then you have all this free time and then drums at like 14, mm-hmm. 13, 14, no, 15, uh, no, 16. Uh, but, um, 
Yeah, you need like a year of free time right. to focus on and like fall in love with doing that thing. Exactly. Yeah. To become like excellent at it. Yeah. I, I was never, I was like, I'm never going to have time to be excellent at guitar. But I do it, I really wanted, and I'm a huge Fish and Grateful Dead fan. Mm. So I really like what my dream is getting to that level where you can just free flow jam, just like filling it, like listening and responding yeah. to your own stuff. So you would do that I can stuff. do that. Um, I can do it a like tiny bit on guitar. Uh-huh. I'm not, I've never been like a lead guitarist guy. I'm much more into like really interesting uh, rhythm guitar. Okay. Uh, are, you, are you a Bob Weir fan at all? Like, no. I don't know enough about him. Yeah, past the name. Yeah, yeah. What band? Well, Grateful Dead. But okay, yeah, back yeah. in the '70s, more their heyday. I mean, nowadays he's just very well. He's an old man. Now. Yeah. But uh, um, you know, back in the day, he was uh, he would do interesting, different fills with his rhythm guitar. Yeah, he's I'm doing into that. interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I'm I'm a bit I'm real into like the what I would consider maybe the spiritual descendants of like like Mars Volta is like one of my favorite bands, and they okay. have. 20 minute songs that have huge improvisational Do bits they? in the middle. S- sounds they like I'm it. about to become a huge Mars Volta fan. Well, it's like much more like salsa and j- I'm, jazz infused. I'm down with both yeah. of those. Yeah. You're and, not, and you're not big shine and rock. Um, but it's um really good. And on drums, I, yeah, on drums, I can do that stuff. Cause on drums, it's like, I don't need to hit melodies. I can just hit rhythms. So if we're going to change up the rhythm, I can do that pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you remember those times? I mean, those are times that were, I guess what show draws me to those things is that again, when I think of spirituality, I think of like things that make you lose your, your sense of Mm -hmm. self, forget that you are you for a while. You're just like in it connected. You're flowing. You're in the zone. Yeah. I mean, so was that, is, is is jamming the holy grail of that as I imagine it to be? I think jamming or song creation is really close to it. Yeah. Um, I really like that moment of like, like, oh, okay, this is how this song's supposed to sound. Oh, we're all kind of getting it. Okay, cool. Oh, we're tweaking it a little bit. Like, and it's this very, um, it's kind of, it's very, very similar to improv in a way where it's like, okay, we all need to trust each other enough to know that we're all trying to do the best here. So <laughs> yeah. we're not like, I might say, Hey, can you try playing this like this? I'm not saying that you're an idiot or that you're bad. I'm literally saying, can we try it? Yeah. And I, and it makes, I've had to like learn a certain amount of like diplomacy in that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, especially with like newer people, like there's different ways, like in Triceratops, my, my main improv group kind of, uh, like we wrote a sketch show together. And it was like, yeah, that's not very good. We be pretty <laughs> blunt. Cause we all trust, we know each other that, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to make the best thing. Yeah. But like in like, you have to kind of be like, Hey, what if we try? And then there's undiplomatic people who are bad at it, mm-hmm. but ever in general, everyone wants the same, but there's those moments when like it really clicks in and I'm like, okay, cool. Now we all know we can all feel this, that this is how this is supposed to be. And it's like, yeah, it's like very communal. Yeah. I'm, I'm very jealous <laughs> of that. <laughs> it's good, man. I mean, improv, like if you had an improv set that you like felt like really great, it's the same feeling. Yeah. Uh, or I even like a stand-up set too. Yeah, you know, I, like you yeah. know, if the audience is like ebbing and flowing. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, in, for stand-up, it's like yeah, you're just in the right energy level, the right connection. You're you're in the something happens, like a conspiracy of great things happen, mm. and you're just there's like you can't say anything wrong. Sometimes, like it's like yeah. everything you're just going to say the right thing, um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful That's thing when it when it happens. Why I'm so jealous of like improvisers who are at a certain level and standups is like, like, so take a team like, like JV or bangerang and there's, they're walking in obviously to new audiences, but say when they were on Herald night and they were like 
killing it. Yeah, yeah. And they were working their asses off to get there, obviously. Yeah. But it's also, you're walking into such a friendly environment that's mm-hmm. like ready. They're already on board for what you're bringing. Right. And I think stand-ups get to that point where you hit a certain level and they get to walk into it and it's like people. So it's like almost easier because oh yeah, it's ready for you. I totally agree. <coughs> that I think stand-up, <coughs> it's a weird... <coughs> No, you're fine. It's a weird thing with stand up where it you're totally right. It gets easier the longer you do it. Not just cuz you get better. Like the better you are, the easier the circumstances become. Yeah. Cuz then you get you get more and more credit. I mean, credits help you people be like, "Oh, this guy's funny cuz he's yeah. been on something that I trust is funny." Mm-hmm. So people that's that comedic level of trust is already there yeah. versus an open mic. They're like, "Oh, it's fucking open micer. Don't know yeah. who the hell he is." And it's other comedians that you're performing to at an open mic level when you're at your worst. And Ugh. you're and you get people who will see you do poorly cuz you're still an open micer. And then so it's just constantly that's you have to like just grind your way through that. But then once you get to a certain level, it's all your fans coming to see you. Yeah. And it's like only people who know you and know the entire context. Mm-hmm of who you are like why your joke is funny to you and also why it's funny in a bigger way yeah it's so great that i can do i mean i've had people at uh at reviewer our weekly show mm-hmm. that have seen me a couple times and it's so much easier when i don't feel like i have to explain everything about my point of view yeah you know and so it's a it's a that's awesome it's a, it is a nice thing but it's like on the flip side it's so hard that the, but it's not that <laughs> way. it's yeah. not that yeah, way. yeah 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 um so i was gonna i guess we're about at the time to start um uh, you know the gimmick of the show. Yeah. Start build. Hold on. I I gotta go grab my my sheet. Okay. All right. Uh, fill fill in for me for like. Five yeah. Minutes. So um. So really, really, just get into things, guys. <laughs> really, just do whatever you like. Do whatever you uh, like. We um, might not have that long on this earth. Wow. So. It sounds do like your stuff. This is way deeper than. Uh, it's been a long couple of weeks. It's been the longest like three weeks of my life. And it's not just because of uh, election. No, I got I got told I was getting laid off. Oh no! Uh, off two a week, a week ago from this last Friday, and then this upcoming Friday will be my last day at my job. Shit! So it's like, and it's the job I've had since I've been in LA. So it's Oof. like a huge change. Changes. It's gonna be good though. Yeah, I'm excited about it. But it is like, and then on top of that, I got this. I got told that on inauguration day. Oh my god! And I was like, this is. It was great because it was like cool. I get all of this bad shit out in one day. Wow! Uh, yeah. Now I it's can say intense. whatever I really think. Yeah, I was like, cool, yeah. great, fantastic. Um, <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, with this religion that we're gonna make, it's gonna, I'm stoked about it. It's gonna change your entire. I have very life. specific ideas for religion already. That's awesome. So, God, <laughs> what 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 do you want God in this religion to be? Uh, I think God is everything. I genuinely believe that. I think God is like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. our <laughs> found it. <laughs> yeah. We're not even like, like, yeah, I had a teacher in Catholic school. I have so many religion stories cause I went to Catholic school for so long. Yeah. Yeah. But I had a teacher in Catholic school who was like, uh, and she was like kind of a basic, a very basic Catholic school teacher. Like, just like, you know, like she had these beliefs, but I don't think she really believed them. And she def- definitely didn't by the way she lived her life. Uh, <laughs> But then would preach them. and But she said one super insightful thing, which was like, oh, if you look at a book and what we know, if say the book is God, what we know uh, is like one letter. So we're trying to figure out what this enormous like thing we really can't fathom by the tiniest smidgen of it. So, of course, people like and I she said that. And then I was like, well, of course, then no one knows what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so God is everything. Yeah. What's kind? What would in this religion? 
again, as serious or silly as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the overarching ethos, the main like message, the main sort of uh, takeaway point you would like people to have? Oh, I think like uh, it's important to like. I think it's really important to see things from other people's perspectives. Like, remember everyone is, has an inner monologue too. Like everyone else is also a person. Yeah. But maybe it'd be like, uh, try to do your best. You're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. But that's gonna happen. Like, I think we put too much like, like, oh, I messed up this one time. That means everything comes off the rails. That's not how. Like, that's a very improv attitude you have, Winston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember because actually from this book. Uh, we have here mm-hmm. improv wisdom, which oh. is uh, basically about it's it's kind of a self helpy a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. it's like taking lessons from improv, like principles of improv, and applying them to life. Okay, and, and one of them is make mistakes, please. Is like the name of a chapter. That makes sense. It's like you have to make mistakes, but the it's uh, the the joy of improv and like the promise it offers is that we can take mistakes and make them into good or better things yeah. than even the original idea we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I 100% believe that. Yeah, as like all of life so the that's the ethos is make mistakes probably yeah yeah tight uh are there any rules or sins or do's and don'ts i mean i think you have to have the basic ones like you know like (laughs) i think don't steal like don't kill people those are all yeah for god's sake don't kill people i think rules are good to be like okay don't do these things and if you do then there's like that's a mistake but that there's some bigger or you know yeah yeah like i i think the ten commandments are have it pretty I mean, minus the, like, you know, no God above me stuff. But if I say God's everyone, then that kind of is, like, cool. Like, right. respect everyone as if they were God. Don't put anyone above anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think is uh, is probably a pretty good way to think about it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Ten Commandments are pretty, they re- they are fairly solid. There shouldn't need to be that many. Like, <laughs> like it shouldn't need to be, like, pages upon pages upon pages. It should be, like... A very small number. Right. Well, that's what was, uh, I mean, that's what's cool about that, the one Jesus passage that now I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up. But like when they asked him, what's the greatest commandment? He's like, was it? They're the two greatest are like, love the Lord, your guard, with all your heart. God, your guard. Love the Lord, your guard. Yeah. Your point guard with all your heart. (laughs) All your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Because really all the commandments just fall into one of those Mm. two. And if we think God is everything, then they really, they're, Jesus even said too much in that. He could have, he could have cut that down. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think, and like, I think most people don't, that's, that's like the thing I see, like, even like with all this, uh, you know, refugee stuff going on right now, I'm like, that's literally just people don't get that. Like, I think most people just want to like have a house and some food in the fridge and a TV. That's all almost everyone wants. There are fringe groups in there that don't want that. Mm hmm. Uh, I think some of them are led astray maybe by religion. Yeah. Uh, but I do think like, uh, we're all basically just kind of the same. Like we all gripe about the same shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I stood, when I studied abroad in, uh, Turkey, you mm-hmm. know, Oh, where in Turkey? Uh, mostly, well, it was like 50% in Istanbul and 50% we were driving around like Anatolia countryside, okay, cool, cool, cool. uh, Ankara. Okay, cool. You made it all the way out there. Yep. And did in- you go to those, um, like that, uh, it's like a, maybe it's like a natural spring or something, and it forms these big like limestone pools. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. yeah. We went to those. Yeah, and I got super sunburned on those because the, yeah. the sun is just straight reflecting yeah, off right of those off white of rocks, and yeah. I'm just so I'm so white, I'm so painfully white. Um, and but yeah, and they have like hot water running through. Them. Oh, is that what it is? That's yeah. cool. And they're near Roman ruins. Really cool. I want to say awesome. that's near Izmir. I could be wrong. I don't know. How long were you there? 
I was only in there for the summer, so it was like six, seven weeks or so. I wish I had done something like that. I I have a uh, Middle Eastern Studies minor. Oh, nice. uh, Because I'm part Lebanese, so I was like, oh, I should learn. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've never been to the Middle East. I'm like, oh, I should maybe make it out there. Especially before, you know. For now. We can. (laughs) While we can. But one thing that really struck me out there, I mean, I I was already going with like a fairly, you know, liberal academic mindset. Mm. So I wasn't like being like, oh, where are these crazy Muslims up to or anything like that? But like... It did strike me that, like, hey, so even the country that's 99% Muslim, as <laughs> Turkey is, it's really like America in that, like, a lot of them are nominally Muslim, but don't, yeah. like, really practice who knows what they exactly believe. A lot of them are super secular. And most people you meet are just, yeah, the way you said it, they just want to have a house and a TV. They just want, like, to get, they just want to go about their daily lives with, like, and watch soccer, yeah. you know. And that's, I do think that's enough. That religion does require a little bit more than a lot of others, but also. Yeah, we forget that there's a gray area there. <laughs> right. Like, there are dudes who just go for Ramadan, like, who are just in yeah. Ramadan and then don't really do it the rest of the year. Or maybe they show up on Friday yeah. for the service, but they're not stopping five yeah. times. I mean, I can't tell you how many... 99% of the time, you would you would hear a call to prayer, mm-hmm. you know, one of the five during the day. Nobody... Like, everybody yeah. just... <laughs> nobody's not affected, because it's background music yeah. to most of them. I was just in my first uh, Islamic country uh, recently, right? Is Malaysia an Islamic country? I think so, yeah. Yeah. They were doing the call to prayer. Uh, and I was like, this is great. Like, cause yeah. I've, I've been to a mosque before and stuff, but I was like, yeah. But then also, no, yeah, I didn't see a single person doing anything right. about it. And I was like, cool. Great. I do I do love a good call to prayer, though. There's something that's it's very, super like, super pretty. I mean, moving. it's so much better than a I mean, a bell is amazing, but, like, I think it, I see why people, why it's scary, because it's a foreign language being shot over a loudspeaker. <laughs> right. And if you're not, like... Here, if we hear someone over a loudspeaker, it's usually an alarm. Like, it's usually (laughs) something really bad. Like, where I'm from, we have tornadoes. So, if the loudspeakers come on, it's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. yeah, Get under a desk. Yeah. Uh, So, I see why it's so alarming. But once you know it's not scary, and what they're actually saying is like, hey, it's time to pray. God is great. Yeah, they're singing about about God is great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then it's super, like, yeah, once you learn Allahu Akbar is not a terrifying phrase. And it's... It's like, it's like my God, <laughs> like if, then <laughs> right. it all be, and you're like, yeah, people say my God while they're shooting in war. Yeah. And they also say it when they're just like, Ooh, that pie was great. So right. it like, doesn't matter. <laughs> a lot of yeah. are. What a great pie. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Um, so okay, and so back in, back in this religion, um, <laughs> no, I love tangents. Tangents are the best part of this. Um, what, uh, is there any kind of holy text or, source material or you know as a, a blog pamphlet website yeah, blog. <laughs> blog. Um, tumblr i don't think there should be maybe like a bunch of science textbooks i don't know like yeah i think uh wikipedia yeah i yeah i think the uh i think the i think when you start having that kind of stuff is when it, people start saying well this is what they meant and this is my or i want to like like they wrote it yeah. exactly like this and you're like okay it was just a dude like, yeah. And I, I gotta say that's my biggest, my biggest personal gripe with Islam is they're one of the more literalist Mm -hmm. religion, especially with like, I mean, it's like the written word as it was written is like some people don't even want it to be translated. Yeah. Like even, even in the English, it's like, cause then you're messing up the the original word of God and Mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, but I don't, I don't, it's all like, but, 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 but we don't have to take it. We don't have to take it literally. You know, I get that. I, I, I was talking to someone about this the other day. And I was like, I get it. Like if you're literalist about all of it, 
and you really think that these words that God, like, which I'm sure in your mind is some old, either Middle Eastern or white guy <laughs> with a big beard, right? Said to someone in their, in their, in their vision, dictated like a secretary. And this is what you'll write, right? I get, I get why people will like bomb, uh, like an abortion center then. Cause I'm like, yeah. I get it. That's what you think, and that to you is real. Yep, that's what Sam and, Harris and, talks about. Have you listened to much Sam Harris? No. I mean, he's he's a big critic of Islam, um, mm-hmm. and, but that's one of the things where it's like he doesn't. He's coming from the standpoint, he's like, no, listen to, like, we have to sometimes take the terrorists at face value. Like a lot of people, I think on the left especially, we're like, we want to be sympathetic. We want to say like, well, it's these. They don't really mean that in that way, or they, there's cultural different things going on. Like, no, just take them. Like they believe, like literally, God. Like, and I'm talking about obviously the extremists mm. in Islam, not all Muslims, of yeah. course. But like, yeah, a lot of them believe like literally God is asking us to to die and kill yeah. every all the infidels. But those people are crazy, right? Totally, totally. The same way white people who go and like kill abortion doctors are that we we assume yeah. that these people are logical, rational people. <laughs> Guess right. what? You don't fly a plane into a building if you're logical, right? You do that if someone has literally led you down this path and they're doing it for reasons that are super not religious. Mm-hmm. The guys who are walking these dudes down here are not, are not, they're doing it for power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're poor and you've never had any kind of education and these dudes give you soup and you don't have to work and they, all you have to do is read this book. And then they're like, you know what? This book's all true. And then you're, you're an idiot, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And you get let, and then, you know, it doesn't take long to really rewire your brain to really think all that. And then you're doing it, but they're, they're not rational. Like, like people can very easily look at like Timothy McVeigh because I'm, so I'm from Oklahoma, so that's a big thing. And yeah, yeah, Timothy McVeigh, they'll go, oh, that guy's a crazy white guy. Yeah, the people, the terrorists are crazy brown people. They're not <laughs> right. Rat, like there's a billion Muslims. It's a lot. There's it's a lot of people. This is such a tiny fraction. Yes. Of uh, totally. So, and people just think, but they they don't realize that like, oh, there's people around me. Like they just don't get it. Yeah. So and the, the the literalism of a source from a source material is where a lot of that starts. Yeah. So don't have a source material. Don't have anything people can fight about. Like, let them fight. They're right. Because guess what? If they if they're like, I think this, but it's never written down. We can argue what you think. Yeah. But then we get into the thing where you're arguing like, well, th- but this book does, and I'm just like, well, okay, I can't. Yeah, that is the book, but also the book's not supposed to like that. This shit didn't really happen. Right. Right. It's like, like yeah, even if they yeah. wrote in it, the shit, this shit is all not to be taken literally. People would still figure out a way to be like, well, that means we're supposed to take it literally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So no source material. No source material. Cool. Is there any kind of regular, whether it's weekly, monthly, yearly worship or get together? I think for sure. Yeah. I think there has to be. I think that's like the fun parts, you know? Yeah. Like, I think you should want to meet. Like, Christmas is great because it's in the winter and it's a time to celebrate <laughs> and you come together with a big group, then your smaller group. Yeah. Uh, and I think Easter's fun because it's celebrating spring. And also, neither of those are based on the actual dates of anything. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> like people go, oh, well, that's when... No. Uh, yeah. Jesus was... was certainly not born in December. That's not how it works. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, those were both based on pagan holidays, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the pagans really, like, had seasons down. <laughs> um, I think, like, yeah, I think it's probably cool... I don't, I mean, based on what I'm saying, I'm like, yeah, I think I would much rather prefer if it was like, go and then, like, it should almost be like college recruitment where you can like meet. Okay. This is like, okay, here's a big group. And these are the guys who are kind of like 
hey, I think uh, science is really, really takes us, shows us God. Uh-huh. Cool. Oh, when are you guys meeting? Oh, we're meeting like after work on like Fridays and we're having a beer. Cool. I'll join your group. Yeah. Or like, uh, oh, but we're going to, these other people are going to come to the temple or whatever. And we're going to come on like more early morning Wednesdays because we really think it's a good way to start off just by meditating. I'll jo- I would like it like that. Cool. Yeah. Little segment in small groups. Yeah. And if they all, they all should get together a couple times because it's cool to like intermingle and like, oh, this person on the meditation thing kind of has a cool idea about like, I should do that a little bit. A little cross pollination. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Okay. So the small <laughs> groups of yeah. discussion. But then like a central, I would call it a, te- I think a temple is a super good word for these types of things. Yeah. Because a temple is obviously a place of reverence, but it doesn't have that stigma of like a church. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's interesting thinking about this. I was reading a, not even a religious book, a book called uh, The Power of Habit. Mm. It's a very, it's, a, it's actually a pretty good book in terms of like helping me think about like bad, my own bad habits, how to change them and how to like reprogram some, some parts of my life that need reprogramming. Uh, but one of them, one of the sections of it talks about like Rick Warren, who started the Saddleback Church down in the Orange County. Mm-hmm. Uh, now is like a huge, you know, mega church, but like purpose driven life seems to be a fairly good dude from all accounts. But anyway, one thing he talked about, like one of the important parts of growing his church was that was going into small groups. He's like ninety five percent of the church is done in small groups. Like the big the the big get togethers are the like reminding us why we're here. But then the actual work stuff is going to be done That's in those small pockets. Very reassuring to hear. Yeah, because I can't imagine this because I've I my my family I have some family in Houston, which is like the hub of mega churches. Yeah, yeah. And driving down the highway and seeing how like they are the size of stadiums. Right. And I'm like what the shit how can anyone feel connected i know and in i this place and then you know i don't I haven't done much research in the saddleback or anything mm-hmm. i mean i heard purpose-driven life seems to be a, a popular book i mean i wrote. assume I don't there's a reason why people are attracted like yeah. i assume there's something hopefully good happening yeah so i don't think he i i from what i've seen too i don't think he lumps quite in the joel osteen type camp yeah. of like capitalism at all costs or anything like that but uh, how many private jets do you need for your church? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. no private jets in this. In it's this church. fly coach. If you want to be like Christ, fly coach. <laughs> Definitely, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So in these these small gets. Oh, how about in the okay? So in these big get-togethers, what yeah. kind? With what's happening in these? Are there, is there music? Is there prayer? Is there? I think like I'm a big fan of. I think meditation's good. Uh, I also think like I would imagine it's like let's have a big ass meal like. Okay, we're going to celebrate winter. We're going to have a giant... Because that... My church did a lot of uh, that kind of stuff. Like, we would have a... We also... In, I'm getting on so many tangents. I'm sorry. Tangents I, thought are, this no, cool. I love tangents. Uh, yeah. My church had a Seder meal every year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Passover because they... And that was... like I, I'm like... To this day, I'm like so thankful because I'm like... Once you can draw the line from Judaism to Catholicism, then it's very easy to draw the line from Catholicism to Islam. Mm, yeah. And be like, oh, these are the same... like. It's literally the same God. It's God not even kind of. Yep. It is the same dude. Yep. Just further, like if if you think that you if you think that Jewish people are okay and you're Christian, then you should understand that Muslims are the same direct are are literally a step past you on yep. that path. Yep, Ishmael and Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was like, well, we oh, sorry, would, uh, me. yeah, we would um. So we do like a lot of these big like the, we'd have the seder and then it'd be a potluck and I'm like. That kind of felt like the time when people were really, like, into. I think, uh, and Jews who do the say, I've been to a couple of real seders, and I'm like, yep, this is, this is where it's at. The meal. Do your, do your praying, and then have a real meal where you gen. There's no cell phones and there's no TVs, and people are just talking about their lives and about what's going on, 
and just get to know one another. Because mm. that, because if this guy, if this religion's about God is in people, then get to know the people who you're around. Yeah, man, I can't. It seems like we have less and less meals, like group meals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a classic thing where they talk about like what makes good fan, like what makes a successful family or whatever. They talk about like having that. It's like it's a dumb thing, but having like the the meal to get where everybody's you know? having a meal together, talking about every the day, day is super. That's super important. Yeah, and I mean we had that growing up and. uh you know, as a kid, it's like annoying. Yeah. You're like I don't want to. I, I want to. All I want to do is watch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a huge treat when one like mom was out. Like, mm-hmm. oh hell yeah, cool. we can throw just it on this. the TV. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, we were like that, and I think uh, I'm a big. I really like eating like sit down meals with a waiter. Uh-huh. It's like if I go out to eat with people, I'm always like, okay, let's go somewhere that has like a waiter, like just because I'm like, if you're gonna pay the money, yeah. And also that let's having that dine. time to choose, and you're talking about what you're choosing, and you're really like, that gives you chance. Like if you eat at a fast food restaurant with a friend, you're probably not really gonna have a conversation about anything, right? right. But if you're sitting down, I can be like, hey man, like what's hey, how's dating going? Like what's up? Like uh-huh. like I enjoy that. And I think it's so fundamental to being a person. Yeah, it makes you almost intrinsically want to elevate the conversation yeah. a little bit. Yeah, cool. So how how often is this going to be? I think like I would say, I mean, there could be like a small one for people who want to come uh-huh. every week. I think like you probably only need to go to maybe one a year, but I think ideally one for every season is probably good. Like one a quarter. Have, yeah. have a big ass picnic for spring. Uh-huh. Do some kind of fuck, have a water park ice cream thing <laughs> for the summer. summer. Do a fall one. A harvest. Do a fall one. Don't do it on a, like, maybe don't do it on a Saturday and Sunday because I'm not going to compete with football for this thing. Like, <laughs> like do it on a yeah. Wednesday and have, like, a nice a nice dinner thing. Uh-huh. And then a good one in the winter, man. Yeah, right like, on. Yeah. I like that. And the, you said it at the temple. <clears throat> this would be at. Yeah, at the temple. But the temple would literally, in my mind, just be, like, a big room where, like, you could rearrange. Like, it, and I don't think, center. like, it shouldn't be, like, oh, but we're not going to, like, no. Do the damn thing in the temple. Like, yeah. it should be in that room. Where, That's where all the cool architecture is. Yeah. 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 Sit in this giant, awesome room and be, like, cool. We can celebrate. Like, this isn't just for being quiet. This <laughs> this whole concept of like there's a space for this but then also a space for like no there's one room you can set it up however the hell you want i like it i like it um more and more i'm like man i would be part of this thing i would dig yeah, this thing see that's what i'm saying that's the whole point is there any kind of youth uh group or segment for youth like a kid's table at these um, <laughs> at these meals i think there has to be yeah i do think like uh so i did catholic school and my mom was a catholic school teacher and i do think like the idea of like you do have to teach kids to be good people. <laughs> like, like yeah. you have to remind them that they can't just do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and that obviously should be done in the home, but also can be reinforced at, you mm-hmm. know, so I would say there has to be something like that. And yeah. I, I'm not against the idea of like, obviously the big ones kids being at obviously it's, it's, this is like a big family dinner though. So yeah, sure. Why the hell not? Like have them. I love the kids table. Yeah. The kids, man, nothing was worse than when the kids couldn't sit at the kids oh, table. Yeah. Mixing with rough. the adults, just like w- sitting yeah, in not on a, that was not boring ass conversation. I wanted to watch. Like, I guess there was a point where I was like, now I'm kind of interested. But even to this day. Every now and then. Yeah, I guess you're right. There was like a certain times where you're like, usually, only when they're like fighting or talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. certain subjects. But a lot of times you're like, oh, yeah, I, I would rather. But also if the things about like the kids should be learning about each other. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Okay, cool. Um, is there any kind of mission work or another kind of like service oh, work? I think at 100%. Yeah. That's like the, that should be all the money involved goes to that. <laughs> uh, because... Oh yeah, so if our founding thing is God is other people, 
then you want to help other people as much as is humanly possible. Mm. So go, go out and go do mission work. I don't think, I think we could all probably benefit. I think every human would be good if we had to do a year of service at some point, like be that military or teach for America or whatever. Like, I think that's probably a good thing for a human to do is be taken far out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. They should have to go somewhere that's super opposite of where they're from. Mm. Uh, to learn that the people opposite of where they're from are more like them than they had ever known. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. I don't know if for a year, but I wouldn't actually, that's one of the, maybe the things I would not mind forcing on people is like, <laughs> yeah, you should do this. I think that's like, in general, some people are going to have a harder time with it. But I do think if you're not trying to preach to them, because mm-hmm. I'm not, this religion wouldn't be about that. It'd be more about, I just want to get to know you. Yeah. And if you don't get to me, cool. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Then I'll find someone else here who who's interested in because like, yeah. that's the goal, right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm not trying to be like, let me sell you on this thing. I'm trying to be like, what do you do? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I sometimes I wonder like, what would not that I would if push came to shove, would I actually advocate for this policy? I don't know, but like, if when you turned 18, you had to do a year. I think I think I I'm we'd be probably favor. I'm pretty on board. Yeah, I think we'd probably be a better country. I think I genuinely think that countries that have standardized military service is not the worst thing. If anything, just to have a, a work group that big. Yeah. Uh, and I also think like my, I've come from a military family my dad, both of my grandfathers, my brother and a bunch of my, my uncles on either side have all been military. Oh yeah. And uh, like, and a bunch of retired out too. Um, I'm super on board with like, like I don't love like war, but I think military service is that regimented, like at least for a little while of giving up, also giving up of your rights right? so that you can understand what it's like to have them is probably pretty good. Yeah. But it could be service of any kind, but I think that's like pretty important. And the perspective of what war is and yeah, I think yeah. like understand like my, uh, my brother's a big liberal, but he's like, yeah, I mean like war, you don't want like most of the people who've been to war never want to go to war. <laughs> right. It's the people who have not been, who are like, yeah, let's, let's go get them. Like, no, no, man. no, it's not like, good yeah. it's awful yeah I, I i yeah i like that idea too like i that's like with israel is the main one i think of as like the mandatory mm-hmm. i think turkey might south korea too. has it yeah um there's like uh multiple nations that do uh yeah and i don't think it's i honestly think it's probably like and also if you think of it as like a gap year like an enforced like post high school here's a year you're gonna go out you're gonna have some money in your pocket mm-hmm. you're gonna learn how to shoot a gun how to take care of yourself fundamentally and how to keep like uh, you're going to be forced to keep a clean room uh-huh. and then you can go on to college. So you actually a year passed where you would have been developmentally yep. and, and go out and get fucking drunk. That's part of the, <laughs> the thing. Go party yeah. on the weekends, but then someone's going to hold you accountable to be back here and have your shit together. Uh-huh. That's probably a good lesson to learn. Yeah. Like it, you'd probably have a lot less people like getting so drunk. They like fall out of school and shit. Yeah. You know, it's weird. It's like, even like the idea of making your bed is something I only recently started doing, like actually mm. consistently. And this again, it's all power habits. So like, you can mm. tell I've been reading that book, but like the idea that like, you just have this habit that you do. It's something that you just, this ritualized thing that kind of sets the tone for the rest yeah. of your day. Like what's, because to me, I can say, like, what's the point? Five, you know, most of the time, I don't have a guest coming over yeah. or anything. There's no point in, quote unquote, point in me making a bed that I'm just going to yeah. come home and see messy. But, like, I, I, it does make me feel a little, it, it just is nice to come home to. Yeah. It's nice to say, like, you know what? I'm going to make, I make my bed because yeah. I just make my bed. Yeah. You know? I think it's like, especially with my, 
upcoming free time. I've been very <laughs> like, I'm like, cool that making my bed actually might make it in the list now, but it was for sure. I was like, all right, every morning I have to wake up and be like showered and dressed by nine 30 uh-huh. just out. Cause if I, if I start off, not like letting myself sleep in and stuff, right. It's such a bad, just, I do not want to start that way. Totally. And um, also yeah. making a bed takes all of what? 30, 45 seconds. Unless you'd go, some people I go mean, hardcore. We had to do it like military, military style. We had to do it. Okay. Not, not that intense, but I know when my dad was still around, like, and not that he's like, I still talk to him and stuff, but when he was living with us, it was like worse. I remember being distinctly like that bed has to be pretty well made. Yeah. You can tell this is my bed is not a military style. That's better than most. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is there any kind of outreach or evangelism slash marketing of this? Man, I, I, the more I think about it, I'm like how, okay. The mark. Yeah. But as we're going to go talk to people, do you guys want to come have dinner? (laughs) Like that's literally, that's such a, what a great thing that the soup kitchen aspect of church would be the church. Yeah. Like the soup kitchen is why the the hell not? Yeah. Cool. Like okay, that. what are you trying to sell me? Soup, dude. I'm not trying. I'm giving you food. That's it. There's nothing else. Free food is one of the I most would, classic self-promoting. But I'm not pulling things. you. But there's no second part. Right. My second part is: Can I talk to you for a little bit, just about how you're like, doing? What about what? About what? About no, what? But I just want to know like who you are and like what you do, and then I'm not like cool. Maybe I can help you out, but there's no. And talk There's to you about nothing. my timeshare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, man, I would so like this thing. I would be real on board with this. Right on, man. I, I love the idea. And what, because I guess, and you know, some I've started asking people what kind of afterlife is there. It doesn't even seem like it really I know I that I have very distinct uh, oh. ideas about. Um, I I think here's what I think about as far as the afterlife's been explained, like the heaven and hell concepts. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. I think that when we die. We obviously, uh, I mean, past where we're at with formaldehyde and all this stuff going, <laughs> but, um, is that formaldehyde? Yeah. It's formaldehyde that bombs the body, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been watched six feet under in yeah. a while. You go into the ground, uh, eventually maggots eat you, you go out, you become something else probably like we're not made up of like, we're not, this isn't all brand new atoms. <laughs> right. These have been around forever. Like, I think that's so fascinating that like, literally stars exploded a long time ago. And now some of that stuff, like, or a lot of, most of it, it makes me up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And makes up my clothes and makes up. And then like, you know, my clothes are like some stuff was dead in the ground. And then we all have pieces of Lincoln in us. You yeah. Know? Yeah. We all have, we all have radiation Genghis in us from post from the, Hitler. We yeah. have everything. in yeah, us. Yeah. Really? Um, and I think that's like, I'm, so I'm big on that. And here's what I think. I think like an afterlife is, if you die and you're like open and like willing to like accept people, then you become one with everything. And that's kind of a beautiful thing. And like, and what, how, what happens to your consciousness? Who the hell knows? But like, you're willing to embrace that. Now I'm part of this bigger thing. That's beautiful. <clears throat> and if you hate people and you're negative and like you led this, then you don't, then you just kind of seep into nothingness forever, mm. which to me sounds like, Hell was explained once as like, uh, and this is like a Christian thing, but it was like God's grace shining on you. And if you, if you decide to hold up a shutter to it, that's hell. Interesting. Uh, so it's not somewhere you're sent. It's somewhere you choose to go because you're selfish. Yeah. Um, so this I think plays into, that's like a core concept, but I don't like the idea of like applying like a God's grace. If we're all everything, then yeah. I like that. Um, is there, what's the title of this? 
thing. Like Supper Club? I don't know. <laughs> supper. Yeah. I love that. I'm like, why the, Why even put like, I mean, supper, yeah. The Supper why, Club. That sounds like I'm going to start a cult. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on down the Supper Club. I like it. But like, I like the idea of this as long as there's nothing you're pushing. Yeah. Do you Food. want, okay, what do you want to, okay. I, well, I'm what, pushing mashed potatoes in front yeah, of your face. Yeah. What's your next meeting? Well, we're going to have another dinner. That's it. Like, I'm not, I, we're going to have another dinner and there's going to be chances to talk to other people. That's it. Like, that's, that's what it should be, I think. Yeah. I I'm on board, it, man. man. I am too, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm on board with this thing that came up. Yeah. With. Everybody no. start your own supper club, wherever you are. Why the hell not? Um, bring people you don't know. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Of course, man. Is there anything you want to like plug or? Yeah, I'll plug my movie, uh, Spaghetti Man. <laughs> Buy it on iTunes and Amazon. Tight. Uh, leave it a good review if you want. That yeah. would be great. And while you're leaving reviews, you can leave this podcast a review. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. uh, what else? I have other stuff. Any going Twitter, on. social media stuff? I have stuff like here. Winstonius at Twitter and Winstonius at Instagram. But um, yeah, that's my big thing. Tight. The movie. Well, Winston, thank you so much for Thanks coming. Thanks so much for having me, man. This, this has great. been great. And that's the show once again. Thank you so much to Winston Carter. Chooseyourownreligion.com. I love you guys so much. Ja Mustay. What's a creative podcast network? <laughs>